This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. Thank you guys for hearing us run our mouths for a little bit. Uh, this is Off the Cuff. You guys know what time it is. Yeah. Big O, Crush, L. <laughs> L is L is not L tonight. He's not Elgin. He's not L. He's not El Kabong. He's King Side Piece Supreme Dicker tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, <laughs> King Side Piece Supreme. Anyway, so that is with the meat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'm here all week, bro. <laughs> Listen, man. That's right. Listen. This nigga hey. L is. Uh, he needs prayer, I'm man. He's uncontrollable. He's uncontrollable, my guy. He's uncontrollable. He's a wild beast in the streets. He's a, he's a, he is. He is. He is. He's from Brazil. But we want to nah, say nah, thank you to I'm everybody. Staying away from Thailand, though. I know that. <laughs> I'm not a passport, bro. Hold on, okay. We want to say thank you guys for taking the time out, listening to us run our mouths, man. And most importantly, the patience that you have to continually place your dollars into this thing that we call the In the Black Podcast. We could not sincerely, we could not do this without you. This shit costs the lights, the internet, posting this shit. All of this take all of this shit takes money. And the fact that you guys are willing to give that up. We appreciate We can't you. say thank you. Yeah, we can't say thank you enough, man. So L brought it up, and I'm going to reiterate it oh, because we shit. had this conversation a little bit, Uh-oh. like maybe two or three weeks ago, where apparently I made a comment in another social media post that I was ready to go to Thailand. And Ooh. that, well, let me say, I was. I said that I was ready to start traveling this year, right? I wanted to make this a year of excursions. And I told the person that I'm going to be traveling. And one of the places that I've been dying to go to since the pandemic was Thailand. And as soon as I made mention of that, I can't tell you the number of women. I don't know if they were black or not. But the number of women that showed up underneath that comment that called me a passport, bro. And until that time, I had never heard that term of a passport bro so a passport bro apparently is this it's apparently a movement of black men black men in this case specifically that are leaving the united states because they cannot find any suitable compatible traditional mates here and they're going overseas to find love and they're going to places like Medellin to going to Colombia Argentina they're going to Thailand and in now in many cases they're even going to West Africa so they're going to Ghana they're going to Nigeria they're going to Sierra Leone to find <laughs> these women yeah. that are quote unquote traditional women versus these no, western the westernized westernized that's, women that's what I'm saying it is Okay, so please explain. Nothing but they're nothing but uh, pussy missionaries. They're going over to these poor indigenous countries who don't have any money or any capital or lack the resources that America has, 
and they're preying on these women over there because they cannot make it over here in a sexual relationship capacity. It has nothing to do with this idea of, you know, going to find love. No, they're really not about that life. I'm frustrated with these brothers because typically they are black men who hate black women who have had some severe issue with black women so instead of y'all motherfuckers going to thailand how about y'all go to therapy uh you want to go over to these foreign countries and look to extend patriarchy and say you're looking for a traditional spouse what are you looking for is some motherfucker that can't fight back and argue and doesn't have a backbone and needs you because if not you're going to deport their ass back to their country Y'all motherfuckers really ain't shit. Part of me agrees with you, right? That there is a level of sinistry there, right? It's not all as altruistic as you would want it to, as you as people make it seem. But then you got to ask yourself, why are, is it just because these black men are leaving? And I'm playing devil's advocate here, of course. I'm married to a wonderful, intelligent, beautiful black woman. And I recognize that there are there, marriage and relationships is about give and take. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Like I said, I am Why? married to a wonderful. And, listen, I'm married to a wonderful, intelligent, beautiful black woman. Are you woman. trying to extend this I conversation to make it? I recognize, I like, recognize no that there here. is. Come on, Sean. Listen, 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 listen. I'm, I, I got the to listeners ask don't, the question. listeners don't want you to extend this conversation. I, they want I you got to come to here ask and tell the you motherfuckers ain't shit. I got to ask the question, okay? I got to ask the question. Okay, ask you the have question, these, please. you have these black men that are running off. What would you say the person, <laughs> I said running off. You got the, what would you say the percentage is that are actually running off to, to, Find a more suitable mate other than a black woman. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank to you. What would you extend say pussy patriarchy? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, because that's all they are. This but is go the, ahead. This is the thing. This is the thing that gets me. Okay, what's the percentage all, of black men who are doing this? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying what are we, of these men that are are traveling. Do you think this actually going? I don't think there? it's. I don't think it's like millions of men. Maybe. It's, and it's I don't not, think it has really, to be. It's really. I don't think it has to be. It, why why doesn't I mean, it have to be? It doesn't have to be for it to cause extended division between black men and black women. Anything currently adds to the fuel to the fire. Like, listen, we may not participate it because of our love and affinity for black women and Indeed. for black people in general. We don't bang with that gender war bullshit that folks have going on with the black community. Like, we don't do it. So we're on the outside of that. But we have to be able to see that shit on the peripheral. That shit is blazing, right? So this has been a big issue. But that's my thing, though. But that's my thing, though. So it's like we're talking about this gender war that we see within the black community. And just as much as there are people, men, that have taken the red pill, there are women that have taken the blue pill. And there's and, and just to, to lay it all out on Front Street, 
I don't think that there's anything that could happen right in, in the age of social media that people could see that won't cause some level of angst and continue to fuel this Agreed. fire between Agreed. black men and black women. Because the fastest growing demographic of traveling people in the, in the United States is black women. You're not telling me that these black women are not going to these countries and fucking some people. Don't that you? Don't I, I don't like even that. think. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm like, not saying. No, I'm, no we got. We got to keep it 100, I mean, look, man. If we're going to I do mean, it, we're going to keep it 100. I'm not. I'm not saying that. They're, no, all bullshit aside. I'm not saying that they're doing it for nefarious reasons. But what I'm saying is that we can look at that and say, as as men that have taken the red pill, and be like. You see, they don't care about us over here. That's one of the reasons why they travel and doing this, you know, the whole hot girl summer and all that other bullshit. The same way they can say the same nonsense about these goofy ass dudes. But I think like, I'd rather go be with someone in Thailand or whatever than, than deal it out with a sister difference. here in, in I DC. Think, I think black women have gone over to, and I don't even really want to spend a whole lot of time on the comparison aspect because I dig it. I dig it. It's, it's, it's messy. It's messy as fuck. It's messy. messy as fuck. But I won't I, I will, will admit that black women have gone to foreign countries. Um do we want to call Jamaica a foreign country? Well going to yeah I mean going it is outside a foreign country. Of, you need yeah, a passport. Yeah. Going out to, to they've taken their passport and going to other countries where they have gotten their net their back knocked out by someone. Uh, they've gone over and had relationships. They've gone over and done that. But I think the distinction is what I have not witnessed. I haven't witnessed black women making social media clips, Public about videos, yep. publicly demeaning black men and mm -hmm. saying, look, I've, I've got one here. Yeah. Oh, she cooks and she, she, you know, does the dishes. And I haven't seen black women do that, but there is a level of hypocrisy. So we can acknowledge that part. But black men, these particular black men have taken it away too far from my taste. Like if you want to yeah. go over oh, yeah. and get your rocks there's off. Some, there's, things, that's why bro. I said there's some sinister, there's some oh, sinister hey, motherfuckers I mean, out there. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, the, 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 the amount of decisions you have to make <clears throat> to decide that you are going to find some ass across the water, you definitely have some self-esteem issues, I would say. Because you're not even finding ass though, You find it a whole life over there. of wonderful black women in this country. Right. Yeah, you ain't going over there to knock nobody out. You going over there to make a whole wife and bring this chick back. <laughs> and no, I'm most, telling most you, I would love to see. Bro, they, no, they're not coming back. That's the whole thing. They're not coming back. Oh yeah, they're, they're, I'm sorry. They're not coming back. They're they, they, they don't come back. Because, yeah, you know they why they're not coming back? Because they know oh, that no, that shit won't no, work I, here I, in the I, fucking I, U.S. I think, I think most. I think most of those guys are coming back with these women because they can't little Susan Lee is going to hook up with Tasha. At the job site, and Tasha gonna say, "What the fuck you do?" Oh no, no, we don't do that shit here in America, sis. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the thing. Like, and next you know, he little Sarah Lee, control her in her in her motherland. He got control her here. No. Yeah, yeah. I think these motherfuckers was weak me, and shit. I think that me, shit is I know. I the know. weirdest shit on the planet, bro. Look, look, look. I, I look, they, look. I'll, I'll I'll tell you straight up. Story time. Who, Come on, Crush. There, there are men, there are men that who have who I know who have declared openly their passion. Black men. Well, one in particular who declares passion for Asian women. Overwhelming Oof. passion. 
for Asian women. Nope. It was so it was nope. so much so that I was like, like hold on, bro. Like, like, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you've seen Asian women as women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you want to do, bro? Huh? Fucking what do you want, Michelle? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're here, bro. You, you stupid. <laughs> all jokes, at least for me, right? You know how you guys know how I feel. Oh, I'm, here we I'm go. about my no, 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 all bullshit aside. You you're know, about I'm, your weight I'm a. Oh boy, damn! We're going back at the crates again. Nigga, you know, I, you know, I, you know, nigga, still send me DMs with just with just bodybuilders in the gym. He's <laughs> like, he's like, niggas, niggas be like, hey, I was on IG, I saw this, I thought you'd like it. No, he is now L Callback. Elgin is a son of a bitch. No, but no, he is L my thing and i don't i don't care who you bang with whose back you blowing out who you choose to keep under your arm my biggest complaint is when you do that and you burn the bridges of the people that you left on the other side that's my, that's my ill fate because you have black sisters, you have a black mom, you have black women or black people in your life. So whether it's a, a man or a woman, because it happens on both sides, that it's 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 despicable, is despicable. So so long if you want to go be a passport bro, you want to get your passport stamp, you think that you can't hang or whatever, whatever the case is, that's fine and dandy with me. But like I said, you don't burn the bridges as you're leaving and be like, well, the reason why I left is because black women in the United States are trash. But the very, the very act burns several bridges. Yeah, yeah, it does. As soon as you come home with her, everyone knows what's up. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Your level, mama's going to level of fucking, <clears> the, level, the level of self-hatred to perform those types of acts is something that Unreal. cannot be fucking measured. It's one thing to dip your Peter into another flavor of patty. It's completely different to abandon, you know what I mean, your whole, I, I just, I can't understand it. I, I, I can't. I can understand. I struggle with the idea of interracial relationships in general. I, I, I know I you also, do. I, I know you do. I struggle specifically when there is a level of demeaning and abandonment of one's race and culture in the process. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. I dig it 100%. When you're making, when you're making it physically apparent that you, you clearly desire, you clearly desire, a, you clearly want to compensate for the largest, literally half of your very existence, you want to compensate for it somehow, in some magical way. You need therapy. Yeah, I think one of the biggest questions then becomes: Is it really about finding a genuine partner, and is it really, no, or do, is it, or is it a level of fetishization? Right, it's like you oh, see yeah, somebody that's not. There's a there's a strong level of fetishization that goes into that whole. And then I think one day we'll thing. have that conversation about the level of fetishization in interracial relationships in general that lead mm. to interracial relationships. We'll have that conversation one day. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I think, I think it is. I think it is. I think you're going to a specific country or specific countries 
right? I mean, that are known to have quote unquote more docile women based off of their tradition and culture, right? You're going there specifically to bag a docile woman who is going to meet your specific needs. And that goes beyond preference, right? I have a preference for a certain type of woman. We all have a preference, but that goes beyond preference. That's that's yeah. That's some weird yeah, shit. That's, I just yeah, that's, that's, that's structural. That's premeditated. Yeah, that's yeah. structural. It's yeah, premeditated. That's, that's, I like that. It's premeditated. It's it's a yeah, tragedy. It's it really is. Yeah. Stay y'all asses over there. Yeah. Hey. And Don't I'll say one other thing to to, to to black women. Leave those niggas alone. There's no reason for you guys even be complaining I mean, complaining about these motherfuckers. They gone, they gone, oh. man. King side pieces in the building. Call me. Yeah, I mean Call me now. It's very different than meeting I mean going to another country. It's very different than you know going on a road trip with the bros over to the next state and running into a couple of girls who might be white, might be Latino, might be Asian. It don't matter. You might, you, that's very different than making a decision to buy a ticket, take time off work. PTO. Yeah, like oh, I said, it's, 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 it's premeditated, my guy. Hey man, it's a mountain climber for every mountain. Motherfuckers climbing. I hope they fall off, but hey, go ahead. Let them, let them, let them have it, my guy. Let them have it. All right, next on the dock, man. Have you guys? Well, we ever just spent heard... ten minutes talking about simp ass dudes. Nigga, I hope hey, you got hey, some hey, shit hey, that, that hey, 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 just chill, brings us chill, back. Chill, okay, chill, all right. Chill, chill. So I, mean, I got our conversation on the streets, brother. I got a reputation I'm trying to hold up in this motherfucker, bro. <laughs> 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 this nigga, I, I, I hate Elgin like shit. I swear to God, I hate this motherfucker like shit. Okay, so check check this out, man. So I had one of the one of my homies. Shout out to uh, Doctor Kapichapande. Uh, they sent me a video. She's Malawi. She's she's African, my guy. So chill out. I know you have. To, I know Hi, you hate doc. Africans. Oh no. So mm-hmm. the good doc sent me a video, and I posted it on social media. Unfortunately, this is an incident that happened in the UK. It's a video of four white girls that are beating on this one young black girl after school. The ages of them, I think, range from ten to twelve. Yeah. Get my phone! That's it, That's it! Kick the head, punch the face off her! Punch her face and kick the get her head better on the floor! Get her head on the floor! That's it, get her back, that's it! And the thing that gets me that made this the most egregious part is not because of the fighting, right? Kids are going to fight every day of the week. Men and women across this country, whether alcohol is involved or not, lump each other up. We'll fight. Right. But these children, these four white girls were led there by their mother and cheered on and antagonized and told to tag in and tag out. The video lasts about a minute and 30 something seconds. The worst part outside of watching this woman antagonize these four girls to beat up, to jump this one black girl. 
is that there are countless, I think at least 30 people on the street, not including people that are in a car that stopped to watch this incident that did not, that didn't get out the car and stop these children from fighting. Not one adult, not one person stopped this incident. Following the news up, we end up finding out that these, the UK apparently, they don't play that shit. All four, including the parent and a, I think the father of the kids, was arrested for assault on this young sure. black girl. Arrest all, everybody. Everybody Damn. got got. Everyone got got, and even ten, 10 and 11 year old, because I told Damn. you the ages range from 10 to 13, or 10 to 12. They got got. So the question that I raised outside of this, the despicableness of the parenting that's involved is what are we doing to prepare our children, for, not for incidences like this, but for the real world? No, how no, are we talking prepared. to how are we talking to them about self-defense, self-defense specifically? How do they stand up for themselves in moments like these? Yeah, yeah, whether it's physical or not, because you know, especially as we get older, and it's one of the fears that I have for my son, it blows my mind, because I didn't even, as a child or as a teen, as an adolescent, I didn't have any notion about that. But watching my Bro, son, watching not, my children. We're not preparing our kids. And, and, and that's that's my kids. that's my fear because nope. I I'm telling you I watch my son now you know that even if the altercation or an interaction does not become physical you know that as you get older you're going to find situations where people are going to try and test you. Are there are going to be situations that are una, unavoidable and yeah, where and violence and, and, and where and violence and, is literally and, the yeah. only option. And yeah. no, we are not preparing our kids for that. We're not preparing our kids on how to deal with racist encounters from their peers. We're not teaching our kids how to deal with racist encounters from adults in positions of power. We're not them, teaching our kids how to deal with racist attacks from strangers. We're not teaching our kids how to fight, how to defend, whether that is physically or verbally. We're not even teaching our kids how to verbally spar with people yeah. anymore. Yeah, we, like yeah, back we, in the day, part of what we did, which sharpened us, was- Played a dozens. You had Jonin. to- bro, yep. It was a certain dude who, I can name two dudes in my hood right now who were the kings. Like when you seen these cats, you had to be absolutely straight because if not, the jokes was all day long. But we're not teaching our kids how to do that anymore, man. We Why are, do you think that is? And I think part of it is we are in a state where we're looking to protect our kids because we see how violent and fucked up the world is. So yeah. we've moved into this hyper state of safety, right? And it's reminiscent of back during pre-civil rights movement time where we made sure that our kids stayed close because we didn't want them to do certain things against white people because death was imminent. It's a very similar mentality that we have now where most of us who grew up either in the hood or hood adjacent, yes, our sir. children 
have no connection to that community whatsoever. And we've done it out of a fear that our kids will get lost in a certain lifestyle or end up getting hurt. So when you parent by fear, you raise children who will live in fear. Go ahead, question. My bad. To be fair, to be fair, there's another, there's there's the other extreme of it as well. You know, where you have children like the ones who actually attack that child. Where it was sure. physical violence is actually being enabled by an adult, which can yeah. be a, a privilege afforded only, only to who, yeah. mm. you know. But the, but, but, if, the, but the idea that we have definitely you know leveled up the the, 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 the sensitivity to the protection of our kids is definitely there because we've seen yeah. we inundated it, we inundated with it by our entertainment even. You know, the but idea I think that even for us, are in danger from from cop shows and shit like that. That situation right there would have never happened to one of us 10, 15 years ago. No, no, I mean, plus, like, and that's explain, not, explain why, hold on, that's break, not, break that down for the both of you. Explain I will. why you think but that. But to, to be clear, I'm not blaming the young lady for what took place. She's not at fault here. No. But when we grew up, we were taught that there were certain signs and signals and things that we were prepared for. Like there were certain sections of the city that we wouldn't go into because Facts. white folks lived there. Like mm-hmm. if we walked down the street and there were two or three dudes hanging on a corner that you were unfamiliar of, you crossed the street, street. long yes, before you got to that damn corner you because it. you either had to a, speak to these dudes, engage these dudes, or these dudes are going to test you and it was three on one and your ass is going to lose. It was just certain skills that we were taught as a child growing up in horrendous environments that most of us have who have escaped out of those environments have not passed down to our children. So we teach our children turn the other cheek when back in the day we were taught that if somebody acts like they're going to hit you, you strike you prep first. Yeah, you prep irony, up. Isn't, but isn't the irony that you know, aren't we? Aren't well, especially you guys and me as an uncle. Aren't we working towards when we want a world where our children don't even have to think about that shit? Yes. But granted, granted, wishful thinking, extremely yeah. wishful thinking. I know, but deep down, that's the world we would want for them—that world where they don't have to look left and right. And 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 and, and I think sometimes a lot. Well, the parents that have the ability to at least get close to that context, you know, they would rather their children live with the idea that I, I don't want to have to teach my kids how to fight. I'll, I'll put them somewhere where they don't have to fight nobody. But and that's gonna, yeah. yeah. That's and when you do that, you, you, you're subjecting them to something else, that's another thinking, form of violence. That's them thinking they're molding the world for yeah. their kids, but, they, but they're ignoring time. Sure. So you put you take them out of black schools and you put them in white schools exactly. where they may not have to worry about violence in the in the white school, it's a whole but you have dynamic. to worry about a different type of violence. Even to the yeah. point where they don't even prepare them on how to deal with other people emotionally. Sure. Yeah. And and they become like, you know, man, I'm glad he's going out of it, but my little guy was a little too sensitive, you know, to the to the other guys in school sometimes. Sure. So, and I'm like, I'm gonna tell, tell my sister, like, you better get that. You gotta give him. But you know what? I guess it's, 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 it's a very fine line, though, man. It's a very fine line, my guy, because like I told you, I, mean, I, I don't want the boy to get in trouble and all this nonsense and get looked at all crazy. 
I mean, there's a whole layer because we're black. Another layer too because we're black too. Yeah, because you're we black. Because you, you know, once you react to anything, you, be, you, you, be, you become they become and marked as that one. I mean, yeah, you become marked as that one. Alone is the trigger society. Yeah, you become you become marked as that one. But I, like I said, it's a very thin line, man. Because I remember I told you when your nephew got got suspended for handling himself at school, and afterwards I told him I said, you, it's a different world for you. And I, your mother and I, we try our best to make sure that you are taken care of, and that that's something that you didn't have to worry about. I said, could you imagine being a little nine year old, nine, ten, eleven year old? chubby African kid that you still got a slight accent you still got a slight accent and you got to rumble every fucking week because somebody's trying to test you so you don't have that you don't have to worry about that because you're here we've prepped you we've given you these things that have removed you from that and but the world the, but but the world, the world. That's, what I'm that's, what I'm, that's what I said it's a thin line man god damn so it's like you know at one point. So I don't teach I don't teach my girls not to hit back or not to hit by first. I teach my girls literally, if someone is hits you, you have to determine what the best course of action is. Hmm. But whatever the best course you don't, of you action don't tell is, them to defend hold on, hold on, hold on. the best course of action has to be stopping them from hitting you again. Okay, that's the, the objective is. No more violence. Whether you yell, scream, push, punch, kick them, feel, bust them I in the head, whatever it, you have to do, they cannot do it. it again. And that goes against the school's policy. The school's policy yes, is zero tolerance. Yeah. And my yeah. response to my daughters who are like, I don't want to get in trouble at school, yep. is my number, 215-866-9770. Have them call me when they threaten you with any sort. And I bet, baby, you'll take a couple of days off. But what you won't be in school living is in an environment where you are being bullied and intimidated. Yes, sir. Particularly if it's a little white kid. Man, you better whoop Sarah's ass on down that damn hallway. I tell you what, what you won't come up in this motherfucker done is telling me that some little white kid has beat you up. Lumped you up. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you stupid. I'm clearing the whole stupid. school out. I, what? What? me in my life in school. Man, listen, you gotta <laughs> kick Tommy's ass. <laughs> man, I, yo, I'm, I'm, mm, man, it was so much fun. Hold on, let me, let me, let me make sure to do this. I want to <laughs> properly give a shout out to Dr. Satinga Kachipande. I mutilated her name earlier as an African my mom would have killed me hearing me just butcher somebody else's name said nigga you know your name is difficult too have some fucking respect have some fucking respect so Satinga Kachipande so thank you for giving a shout out a homie I gave one of these video the video to he is a martial arts instructor and I was like is there ever a point where too much is too much and he said, typically when you train your kids, prepare them for instances like this, especially the deeper they go, the less likely they are to use those skills unless really pushed to the extreme. He said, I've been teaching for years. I've seen it. You only see that type of violence in kids that are not properly wrangled in. And he exactly. gave an, he made a, he made an analogy. He said that mother in there was like the owner of a pit bull they didn't properly train their kids and just let them loose and is egging the pit bull on when it's doing something. 
You see I what I'm saying? It. And I was like, yep. yeah, it really, it really struck home with me. So shout out to shout out to my boy Mallory for that because he really gave me some good insight, at least from that end, about yeah. how my that all evolves. Yeah, my daughter's my girls, my daughter's just tightening up, brother. My daughter's no kung fu. Yeah. Yeah. Come, well, any, yeah, yeah. come anywhere close to the goodest shit. And when they get to be ten years old, we're going to the ranks. Remember that nigga. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. We, the wife and I, just talked about, just talked about, meaning last night, talked about teaching the kids how to shoot a firearm. I, she said she wants me to teach them, and I was like, I had to stop back and say, okay, are they ready? I'm not Is this something that I'm going to do? Until eighteen or something like. Now you gotta you gotta start them early because by the time I mean they I would, I would, I would old, expose yeah. them in their teen years, but I put it in their hand maybe right. Yeah, I want them to know how to shoot the gun. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think I, I don't want them to be range. you know. I want them to know how to I want them to know how to fire. I, mean, I, I want I, them to be absolutely comfortable with that shit. Yeah, I want them to know how to fire. They may not know yeah. where the gun is in the house. They won't know where it is. Access, or have access to it immediately, but I want them to know how to use it. Worst case scenario. But if I tell them to go get it. Yep, they can go get it, and they know what to do with it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Elgin, what do we have next on? What do we have next on deck, man? We didn't even do a proper intro to the show or none of that shit. We just went and took it off. Hey, master, keep it rolling. Hey, y'all motherfuckers know it's in the black podcast hey, with me, King's King Sidepiece Supreme, my man Crush in the band. They got this fucking sky blue button down, like he just got a meeting with Kanye. Like he trying to, like he trying to sell Yeezys to New Bounce or some shit. I don't know what the hell you got going on, bro, right now. You, you, you uh, couldn't, you, you, you couldn't have said that I had a meeting with Tanahasi Coach. You had to give me Kanye. Bro, I don't know it's, what's worse. <laughs> Nigga, shut the fuck up. You really can't tell the difference. This is this this is why people this is why people we love Elgin. We know that we know that Elgin has his proclivities, right? We know that he is an acquired taste in some instances. But the it's comments it, like though. this. Comments like this is why people think that Elgin is just a fucking curmudgeon. It's like he hates oh, yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. Elgin don't Elgin don't like shit. <laughs> I don't like a goddamn yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I we like know what time it is. All right, hey, my story tonight. Uh... <laughs> God damn it. It's a light skin, dark skin. You know, they got to have some melanin to it, just to be clear. Uh, I hate you, sir. I just want hey, you to I'm here all week. Oh, man. So listen, man. It is a major, major story that's been brewing out of Atlanta since 2021 September. Uh, and if you go on social media, particularly if you head on over to Twitter and you use hashtag stop cop city, you'll see a pretty scary history. And so I'm going to read you something that gives you kind of a background of what I'm talking about for us to get some clarity to have this conversation. It unpacks what Cop City is and what it's trying to be uh, and even highlights some of the work of some amazing organizers and activists on the ground in Atlanta. Uh, and before I go, for all you motherfuckers who are thinking about going to Atlanta because it's some black Mecca or AKA new Wakanda, Keep your black ass where you are, because Atlanta <laughs> is a motherfucker right about now. Uh, it's hot. All right. Yeah, yeah background. 
In September 2021, the Atlanta City Council passed legislation to destroy hundreds of acres of forest land in Atlanta and replace it with a massive $90 million police training facility known as Cop City. Okay, they're destroying hundreds of acres of forest land to replace it with a massive $90 million police training facility in this cop city. The proposed land is in a majority black area of DeCaleb County on land that was once stolen from indigenous people and where incarcerated black laborers later forced to work on projects for the city of Atlanta. The training facility has been widely unpopular with Atlanta residents since the moment was announced, but Atlanta's leadership forced the plan through Anyway, it's a whole lot of black leadership down there, by the way. Black misleadership class is representing wonderfully in Atlanta. The city has significant backing from actors, including the Atlanta Police Foundation and many of Atlanta's most prominent corporations. Since the plan was approved, a broad movement has formed to defend the forest against destruction. The movement has been local, national, and international. Many individuals move to the forest to protect us. In December 2022, a joint police task force escalated their attacks on forest defenders, marching into the forest and violently arresting six individuals, each of whom were charged with domestic terrorism. And there's a point that I want to make later on in this segment about that particular point. But here's the key that I want people to begin to think about. On January 18th, Police marched into the forest once more and shot and killed a forest. Protester shot to death at the future police training facility in DeKalb County is planning to speak out. The family says a private autopsy shows police shot Manuel Esteban Pais Tehran 13 times. The GBI says Pais Tehran shot a Georgia State trooper and ballistics match a gun found at the campsite. 11 Alive asked for the GBI's autopsy report, but we have not received it yet. The circumstances of the police killing of a climate activist are highly suspicious as no body camera footage has been released. Since then, over 10 more individuals have been arrested and charged with domestic terrorism. There's a very important piece to this. Domestic terrorism. At least one protester remains in jail because they cannot afford to pay their astronomical bail amount and others have been denied bond altogether. For you listeners, this is this from a Stop Cop City toolkit that offers background, how to take action against stop, uh, stopping Cop City, frequently asked questions and additional resources. Uh, we can actually put this up on the Facebook page so you guys can take yeah. a look at it. Yeah, we'll make sure to But fellas, a couple of things it. I want us to highlight is the fact of hundreds of acres of forest land, 90 plus million dollar police training facility, yeah. domestic terrorism for protesters. And this, to be clear, this $90 million training facility is not simply going to be used to train local military. Local police officers and military will be involved in this also. It is going to be one of the largest training facility for law enforcement in the country. $90 million for a city that is wildly broke and has one of the largest homeless black men homeless populations in the country.
Yeah. Fellas, take yeah. it away. One of the biggest parts that got me, I think, is the angle that many people, and I, part of me can understand it, but the angle that mainstream media is using to talk about this because they're not talking about it, at least not, not that I've seen, as a issue against police reform and what that means to have cop city post George Floyd, right? They're talking mm -hmm. about it as a environmental issue. And I don't think that people look at those things the same. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that we take black angst so seriously, but that typically does also get more attention, right? Mm -hmm. But they've been promoting it as this environmental battle, which a lot of people, even black people will look at as like, that soft hippie shit, I don't really give a fuck. Let them build what they want to build or do what they want to do, not mm -hmm. knowing that there's much more deeper layers to this whole thing that's going on. So what do, let me ask you this, uh, Crush and uh, L. What do you think about this angle that mainstream media is doing that they're pushing it as an environmental issue? Do you think that it hurts or helps getting this message out? It, it, no, it definitely, it definitely softens the issue um, for many people. Um, you know, granted, there are plenty of passionate environmentalists, I'm sure, but to ignore the complete content, to, to well, selectively ignore the larger context of a $90 million uh, hop train facility in the, in the middle of a majority black, you know, city uh, does not, you know, that doesn't, if that doesn't give you pause, then you're enjoying a privilege that I don't. Because mm. mm. that, that gave me pause immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And, to be, and to be clear, the because organizers. No way, totally that size, the house is just training. There will be barracks. And guess what? It's not going to be just on the ground. It's going to go underground. I bet. Sure. It's going to go four miles down on the ground. Why? Yeah. The organizers who are on the ground doing the work have made it clear that this is not an either or situation. They have combating the mainstream media narrative that this is a climate thing. They yeah, have not allowed they have not allowed mainstream media to come in and uh, rob the narrative of the fact that <clears throat> two things are taking place. Money things can happen at one, th one time, right? Hundreds of acres of forest land are being knocked down, which is going to continue to inflate our climate crisis that motherfuckers should be wildly aware of by now. But at the same yeah. time, there are a number of mainstream corporations who are sponsoring yes, Cop sir. City from yes, Coca-Cola, one being one of the biggest ones. You have a number of so-called black leaders, part of the black misleaders class, who are supporting this idea for them. So this is a, a, a thing that has not gone into mainstream media the way that many of comrades on the ground had hoped it would be go into, particularly after the, the death and the murder of our comrade in the manner it was, we hope that this would be an issue that would explode across mainstream media, not because we think mainstream media somehow is an ally, but to make sure the news gets out because there is not enough people talking about the fact that a 90 
million dollar training facility is being built in a what was once one of the blackest cities. Yep. Yeah. Well, because I think to I think if any any segment of the media chooses to question the validity of these choices, it's going to hint that oh you, you want to defund the police? Mm. You want about do you want about does, does does the MSNBC want to uh, uh, abolish the police? Uh, it, it's going to be a whole bunch. It's a, it's a slippery slope they're trying to avoid, but it's yeah, cowardly. Yeah, yeah. It's extremely cowardly because when, when when the bullshit goes down, if this goes through, they're going to be the first ones there to soak up all the ratings around the, around the bullshit. Mm-hmm. But that's why I said it's crazy. Another, another the only reason why all of this is happening because it's I mean it's it's coming from the top. Oh yeah. Oh you, yeah, this is pushed by the arrest, arrest them on domestic terrorism charges. Do that. Yeah. You can do that. That's coming from the top. And I wanted to be clear and highlight the domestic terrorism component. Yeah. Uh, because as someone who is a community organizer, who is consistently, I, I got an event on Sunday where I am fighting a local housing crisis where I'm demanding landlords to put certain things in place who has gone up against certain entities. It's not about me. I'm, I'm mentioning that part because there's a level of fear an intentional campaign by law enforcement, the government to put these heavy charges on people yeah. as a way of dissuading yeah. people from getting involved from coming in out and movement. protesting. Yep. To put a domestic terrorism charge to you know, mention terrorism and that's, in the that's same one of the sentence that got as me. protests, bro. That, that was, that's one of the things that got me. I think hearing the mayor come out and what the statements that the mayor made, and we'll play yeah. a clip of the statements that the mayor made that led me to believe that he had he drank the Kool Aid, mm-hmm. right? They arrested seven hundred and eighty. 82 people that stormed the Capitol from on January 6th. I How think, many were deemed terrorists? I think at this point, at, at this count now, it's like three or four that they have directly tied to like terrorist organizations or white, white supremacist organizations. You would yeah. never think that environmental activists would ever be deemed as domestic terrorists. And they've made sure to be very, like, like Elgin said, they've made sure to be very vocal about these charges being levied on six people, on six people. That didn't take long for them to levy these charges. You know it took damn near since 2020, now until the beginning, the end of last year, that they were able to levy those charges on those four folks. And that was after like months of investigation to find that they were actually had direct ties to white supremacist organizations. But I want people to think about that, though, man. It is intentional. It's a form of warfare for them to... Like, I have comrades who have been at protests, and we've been at protests together, who are have been arrested, who have faced astronomical bail and charges for things simple as saying, fuck the police. Yeah, like this. This is this is a a growing trend of this fight against folks who are standing up for what 
you know, this American right to, to protest. But a $90 million cop facility. But I think the part that I want people to understand is it's not just the $90 million that the city is kicking out for the facility. What we didn't talk about is the amount of money that this county will be making from other counties and cities and states and countries to send them. This is a revenue stream. It's not just... This shit is yeah. so insidious, man. And what's messed up is that uh, the Cobb County already has has had an issue with garnering people. Well, I won't say garnering people's money, but with traffic stops already. Mm-hmm. Like already. that's the one major part of the revenue already. So they're like, okay, we're just going to kick it up to the next notch. We're mm-hmm. already stopping more people than it, pretty much any other city in uh, Georgia. And yeah. we're going to just kick it up to the next notch, and we'll find another way to make this this money to continue to militarize our police. Heartburn. Do you think shit. that? Do you think that they could? That, honestly, like my my biggest thing right now is the messaging, because I don't think people care or enough people care when they just talk about it being an environmental issue. I cannot stress that enough. People have a thing like the Greta Thornburgs of the world. Like you hear environmental activists are like, Ugh, they just brush it off. I've got other things that I need to think about, man. I'm, I don't give a fuck about these rivers and lakes when I'm trying to put food on the table. But when they start changing the messaging and saying that this is a bigger problem at hand, we're already talking about police brutality and the militarization of our police in these cities. This is going to exacerbate that. T- if you think it's 10 now, it's going to be 12 by the thing by the time this uh, this thing gets off the ground. And real quick, in fairness to the city, like Elgin said, it is not written in stone yet. Apparently- Meanwhile, a twist in the battle over the training site, one county leader could hold up the deal. Commissioner Ted Terry tells us he's investigating the land use permit to see if he can appeal it. The concern is ultimately the long-term impact of the South River uh, watershed. Entrenchment Creek is one of the most endangered creeks um, in the entire state of Georgia. To stop this from being built. We don't know if it's gonna be successful, but there still is some leeway to get this thing stopped. Crush, what we got next, man? Well, I found a rather interesting article um, that well, that pretty much had a study that claimed that boys and men are now lonelier than they ever been. I know that you know this alludes to things that we've discussed before about those are the passport bros. As <laughs> <laughs> lonely as thing is the passport. Go ahead, my bad, dude. My bad. I mean, I, I guess it's much, much more of a personal issue, but I guess as, as, as well, particularly, you know, I guess we could focus on us black men, being grown men, how, you know, how hard it is to form relationships as we get older. And I guess as parents of, of sons, you know, do, are you, or, or I guess even with your daughters or, or, or nephews, or do you ever, are you ever concerned about um, how their friendships and relationships will grow and change as yours have? And do you think today's society will limit that or hinder that in any way? Um, I mean, I know it's something that I personally contend with as I've gotten older. Um, and I've been already loaded. Yeah, they said that, uh, well, that point of the study that they, they got from the Survey Center on American Life, only 21% of men say they received emotional support from a friend within the past week, compared to 41% of women, according to a 2021 survey. Similarly, just 25% of men 
say they said I love you to a friend opposed to 49% of women. Um, they call it an epidemic of loneliness, um, according, according to uh, something that's important, a drama called Close, that is now in theaters right now and being nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. That follows a story that follows two inseparable teen boys that go through some changes. They're really close as they get, as they're, as they're, when they're really young, but as they get older, they actually get teased about how close they are and drift apart. Hmm. Interesting. Where's the Where's the film originate from? Um, let me see. You said it's a foreign film, right? It's a foreign film. It's, it's in theaters nationwide right now. Called Close. Interesting. It begins with uh, yeah, summer vacation. So I mean, I just went over to what you what you gentlemen think. I know this is quite a divergence from the previous topic, but I definitely definitely something that kind of resonated with me. And, uh, you know, something I look at even with my nephew and how he interacts with his friends and things like that. And, and uh, looking about where my, my life is right now, just you know, wonder what you gentlemen thought of that, about this epidemic of loneliness that may be afflicting um, a lot of men. I would say this. I think, I think it, using the term epidemic is strong. Uh, Hmm, okay. It's strong. Um, it is. And I think it's intentionally strong, right? So I don't want to spend too much time on that. Do I think it's a problem loneliness? I think, this, I think most people have an issue with sitting with themselves by themselves. I think most people reject the idea of spending 15 minutes a day sitting with no phone, no TV, no title, nothing, just sitting there. I think most people currently do not know how to operate in a space without any sort of so-called connection. And I think that's part of the problem. We don't know how to sit with ourselves and sit with our thoughts. So when we get into that space of always having that so-called connection, right? Always having that that thing and you get to a space when you no longer have that there's an impression of something that is more severe than I probably would say it is. Right. But I'm someone who is okay with sitting by themselves and makes it a intentional thing of sitting by myself for 15 minutes a day with no electronics to be with myself, to be introspective, to myself, hold myself accountable, whatever the case may be. That's not something that we're teaching our children to do. We're teaching our children from a very young age to, here's a tablet, here's this, here's this. We're giving them ways of so-called connecting with a larger world, but that's robbing us with interpersonal skills. Most motherfuckers you know today cannot handle conflict, will run a hundred mile hour away from any sign of potential conflict. Right. So when a difficult conversation that will intentionally, because I believe conflict makes relationships grow, they either make relationships grow into a direction where you're no longer in relationship or they grow in a space where your relationship that you currently have is stronger. But either way, there's a level of benefit there, but we don't teach each other. When's the last time you've actually had authentic conflict? with an authentic friend or family member and that relationship was strengthened and stronger afterward. You can't even think of a time where that's actually happened 
Because typically what happens now is instead of actually resolving the conflict, our resolution is I'm done. So, of course, that spawns a, a sense of loneliness when you're cutting off everybody in your life because of some offense that you have not the skills to reconcile. It makes complete sense. So I think the solution to this is actually to, I mean, there's a ton of solutions, but I'll stop there because I want to hear Ola's perspective. I, to be honest with you, I, I, I won't say that what you're saying is wrong. I won't refute that, your point about not being able to sit within oneself and learn who you are before building these genuine, these genuine relationships. But I think the advent of social media has fucked that up completely because oh, there are, there is no, it is very hard now to develop a genuine relationship in the advent of social media because everything that we see is a facade and we get these interactions and these micro bits, these little tidbits, these little bites from one another about their statuses and so on. And there's a lack of genuity there, which I think honestly is what fuels the fuels these fucking incels and these folks that don't have an opportunity because they don't know how to completely interact with people on a genuine and open and honest level. It's hard to interact with women when you know that the only relationships or interactions that you have with women are through social media posts that the conversations don't evolve into anything. You get what I'm well, saying? Go ahead. How do you gentlemen perceive close male friendships these days? Let me go. My idea of close male friendship has evolved with age. It's still very much the same. And that. I think the reason yeah, yeah, yeah. why it hasn't evolved because I've been able to Hold maintain. On, has revolved or has not Has evolved. not evolved. Okay. Right. It still okay. remains the same as when I was a child. I still have the same ideas and the same methods of maintaining a healthy male relationship, right? It hasn't evolved. It hasn't changed because I've been able to maintain and obtain strong, healthy male relationships, even in my 40s. So that's not something that I've had to examine, right? Now, has it been a challenge at times? Oh, absolutely. Because I have friends who I consider actual friends who don't handle conflict very well, who don't know how to communicate very well, who will pull a disappearing act, and who, when it's checked, will run and hide. I, I have that. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask but, you a question. Are they, are they friends then? And here's the point that the, what I was going to make. Yes, they're friends because over our time as being in friendship, that is happening less and less and less with the hope and expectation that is no longer will be a thing in the future. And also yeah. with that less and less, there's been a level of accountability where they can actually say, hey, man, I know I did some fucked up shit. That's been able to allow me to maintain that relationship. Huh. Um, I was going to ask you, you I want to challenge you on the fact that you said it didn't evolve, right? I think we have all had these conversations before about our evolution as men growing from young men into older men. And part of that evolution is not only knowing ourselves, but knowing what we want, whether from ourselves and from others. 
are you going to tell me that as you've gotten older that you haven't changed, that your thought process hasn't changed on what you want or what you're willing to tolerate from a friend? Because I know mine has. I think right. it has to a degree, but it hasn't changed to the point where I'm looking to rid people, get rid of people, right? That, that's the, that, the, the one thing that I've trying sure that I did not fall into this idea of getting rid of people for offense, right? That I can create some distance, mm. but there are, there are very few things that I would cut someone completely off for in my adulthood, right? <laughs> there are some things that, and, and most of the times the reason would be a lack of communication that led to a particular thing. Like, if we could talk about a thing and you do some fucked up shit, we can work through it. But if you do some fucked up shit and we don't talk through it, I can understand. I can yeah. understand. Yeah. I can understand. I, mean, I can understand. I mean, I, I got to say that, you know, this is something I'm going through right now. Um, I recently, a couple months ago, um, there was a, there was an incident where I pretty much lost my composure, you know, and got mad at somebody. Um, of course, you know, this is at a time when uh, it was at a, I was having a bad day in general, and I kind of took it out on my boy there. Um, although, you know, looking at where the conversation was going, you know, I felt attacked at the time, and I could have reacted better. But um, in the aftermath of that, you know, uh, you know time had passed. I, I knew we were set to meet up again. And uh, I went there on time with every intention to address, you know, address the issue. Um, but, you know, this person and other individuals decided to ghost me. Hmm. You know, um, hmm. for the individuals that were there, you know, I definitely extended my apologies. You know, they understood, everyone was cool, but it definitely stung not to see, you know, my, my, someone I called a brother there to deal with this head on, you know? Instead, it's gone. And so, are you, so, so the question then becomes, Crush, what are you doing to change that or to resolve the issue? Or are you I don't, at I this do point where you just I, like, like El said, you're just wiping your hands at the whole thing? I don't know if I have the emotional energy. I don't know if I, I, I don't know. I mean, I was there ready to deal with Squ it. Squash then, it out, right? Yeah, and, and, and you, you just, you know, just, you know, it's, you know, it's like extending the branch and you just, you know, pissing on it. You mm. know, so, I mean, I'm on the fence and yeah. I'm about to be 50. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, my you know, my wife has given me some of the most pragmatic perspectives on friendship I've ever heard in my life. I mean, she's ice colder than my dad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I was cold as ice. I mean, she'll go down the line. She'll go down the line. Were they there for this? Were they there for that? Were they? Where were? Where were they? Where were they between 2014-2018? I, I, well, you know, I'm, 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 I, ain't mad, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that one bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh? yeah. 
Yeah, but you know what? I, let's, I said, I'm let's not mad at it. I think it's I think it's degrees to this too, right? Yeah. I got friend. I got friends, but then I have friends. I like using the homie Jesus. Like I got cats who are, you know, cool with. But then I got cats who are in the inner circle, right? And I think I there's for me there's different levels to that. Yeah. And crush, yeah. I empathize as you're going through, because as much as I want to keep the door open for folk. I'm also at an age where I'm only keeping the door open for so long because I'm a fucking draft Facts. coming in. And I'm so old. I'm, asking, so. <laughs> I'm glad you, it's getting too cold. I need to close that bitch. Yeah, that's what, so that's I'm glad. Gonna... See, that's what gets me. We're all getting old. So yeah, nigga. Yeah. Like, so like, no, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you guys. So as you guys, as you guys are now getting older. No, so I'm asking you guys. Is the older you guys get? Your circle, and I'm not talking about from ill circumstances. Has your circle gotten smaller? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I have. I have to tighten up. But I mean, I have the, but, 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 but the is that for men, for mental peace? But uh, I mean, mental peace more than anything else, because and again, I think people who are in friendships play have either play or have played a consistent role in that friendship, right? So That's, you have friends. Mean. I'm typically going to be in most of my friendships the strong friend. I'm the one with the wisdom. I'm the one with the, the the advice. I'm the one that people can lean on. I'm typically going to be that dude, right? But the problem with that is, who is the strong friend for the strong friend? For strong friend, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So it gets heavy. Yeah. So sometimes, like yo, whose shoulders big enough to carry that weight? You've been yeah, dealing with yeah, the yeah. same yeah. chick for the same for for five fucking years right now. You got and a choice to make, either you know what I mean. And that's the real test of that friendship. When you yeah. have a strong friend, so a glimpse of weakness. So oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't call. I don't call you're, them you're when I'm going one, through. You show one chicky, you're all <laughs> to see how they react. Yeah. 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 I got something to do right now. You know I, dig like, shit. I dig You can't shit. deal with you Tasha not taking the trash, y'all. How the fuck I'm going to call you about you my shit? <sighs> All right. Right about now is the time we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. L, what's up, man? I just want to encourage uh, people all over the country and the world, but specifically those black folks who are listening to this podcast. I am imploring you to get involved with a local grassroots organization, whether it is actively being an organizer on the ground, whether it is helping out with research, whether it's helping out with donations, something. We need more black folks being in organizations, principled organizations that do political mm -hmm. education to combat so much of this trash ass narratives that are out here. I got folks out here that are looking to the Hulu series 1619 as canon, biblical, right? It's on that same level. Uh, and it's scary. And it's not a, to take a shot at this, it's to say that we are so far gone that we have not gravitated towards opening our knowledge base up in this month of black history so join an organization man get involved stop bullshitting i love your posts i love your articles but your neighbor really could use you to help them fight their landlord or provide them with some groceries hmm. crush what's up 
man, I just gotta say, um, I uh, for I guess the one time in my life, I'm gonna have to shout out the uh, the Grammy committee for that incredible uh, hip hop tribute. Um, I uh, I never thought I would see LL and Black Thought together on stage. I never thought I would see, you know, so, and, I mean, all these I mean, the best love to my hat. If I still wore them, I would tip that into my hat to you, sir. Um, it was an incredible, incredible tribute um, to the culture that has been, still is a large part of my life. Hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't have a what's up this evening, so I'm just going to say here, here to what both of you have said this this evening. So. Uh, side piece, King Supreme. <laughs> side piece, King Supreme beef burger, motherfucker. Whatever you call it yourself tonight. Yo, let them know, man. Let them know about the contest, man. Let them know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So well, what we're going to do is that if you've listened, if you've gotten this fucking far in the podcast, and you've heard the things that we have said, we want you to give L a new nickname. So as the episodes proceed. Four episodes in, we're going to take the best nickname, and whoever wins that with gets wins the best nickname will get a t-shirt or a hoodie. So aside yeah. the t-shirt and hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> and all all L's nicknames on that I sign that joint, whatever you want to, man. Whatever you need. Yeah, yeah, no Long King Side Piece. I got a hundred <laughs> other ones that are not paid for the airways. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're uh, only for your OnlyFans. Uh, L, tell, only <laughs> tell these people where they can find you if they want to find you. <laughs> well, you can find me my OnlyFans. Uh, L. <laughs> No, no, uh, you can, but you can't. This motherfucker would have sent me to the upper room tonight. <laughs> to send me to the upper room tonight. Hey, man, you can find me on, on Twitter, man. I'm, I'm really on Twitter more than anything else. At uh, Elgin Bailey, El Kabong, uh, your mama's favorite villain, whatever you need. Uh, it's it's Tuesday. <laughs> Crush, where can folks find you, man? Man, you can find me on Instagram as usual at SB Methods. Or at the Orange Crush with the K. And on Bandcamp. We the same name. <laughs> no doubt. My name's Big O. You can, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at in the black PDCST. That's Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Make sure you come on over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com, and check out previous episodes of our fantastic show but if you really want to become part of the family you can come and meet us over at patreon you will not regret it yes indeed but as always until next time informed intelligent in the black black. take care losers i love you this is this is in the black podcast Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I love y'all.